Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Let's go. Let us go. Let us journey Sally forth into the week that was a lot going on this week. A lot going on this week. Uh, Welcome to the new year. Happy new year, Jim. Happy new year. Happy new year to Nate, as he will be joining us for the early parts of this episode as usual. Happy new year, Nate. Happy new year, everybody. Uh, interesting past few days. Uh, we had the the uh, the Trinity of Death happen again with John Madden, Dan Reeves, and Betty White have left this earth. T's and P's to them and their families. T's and P's, T's and P's. Um, Antonio Brown did Antonio Brown things. <laughs> T's and P's, T's and P's. More, more to come on that one. No, uh, no and... T's for Antonio Brown. No T's and P's. I mean, he's got to have something mentally ill with him, man. Uh, he has mentally not right. doctors. <laughs> We, he hasn't been mentally right since Vontez Burfecht laid him out, knocked him out. Well, you think he's got some CTE? We're not going to diagnose that on this show. We're not doctors. I'm not diagnosing. I'm hypothesizing. Okay. What do you think, Nate? CTE? Gregory House, Gregory House in the house. I think he's got CTE and a lot of other mental issues. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Dana White and Jake Paul got into an internet spat over the past week, which is speaking of CTE. <laughs> <laughs> Who in that group has CTE? Well, I mean, that was the argument, is that Jake Paul's saying you're not taking care of your fighters, and a lot of your fighters have brain damage, and they outwardly say this, and Dana's like, my fighters my fighters are taken care of. It's like, Dana, I, a lot of your people... Yeah, more, to come, more to come on that later. Yeah. A lot of a lot of your people. We'll see. We'll see where this goes, Jim. Uh, more to come on that. And quick thoughts this week. Um, we have uh, pretty much ended the bull pick'em, so maybe get a little bit of update on that at some point later as we get into I'm college locked football. out, so I'm hoping you can find it, because they locked me out. Apparently Jim's locked out. Uh, and the confidence picks of the G- degenerates of the betting show, uh, that has wrapped up as well. More to come in the college football. Mm. And the fantasy football season has all but concluded. Um, well, Jim, how, how does it feel? Joe could still score 60 points with two players, right? Right, it's still possible. I'm not going to say that it's it's in the bag, but the, I, mean, I uh, scored 50 with one today. So, yeah. who are her two, who are the two players she has left? Uh, Claypool and Cook. Claypool's not going to do anything but TikTok. Yeah. Claypool could get her 30. I think he, he can get her halfway there. No, uh, I'm not. I wouldn't be worried about what Claypool could do. It's what can Dalvin Cook do tonight? I'm just trying to be nice, guys. Jordan, it's um, over. Yeah. Oh, Nate, Nate, Nate bringing the, the facts. He's coming Wait on the, the show next week, Jordan. right? It was a good run, but in the end, Jim finally beat you. That's right. You may come on the show on, uh, for this week's betting episode, maybe. Okay. All right. Or next so week. Wrong. Maybe both. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we do. Time. We do have. We have locked in a new guest. Yep. On the horizon uh, for an upcoming betting show. So. Super pumped about that. It's somebody we've mentioned in recent betting shows. So, can we just say his name? Because I like saying his name. Go ahead, Jim. Big Bob, right? 
Big Bob at Big Bob wins. Big Go Bob. Give him a follow. Give him a shout out at any point later on. Uh, super excited. He'll be coming on here in a couple of weeks leading up to the start of the NFL playoffs. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into the show. It is time for NFL Week 17 Breakdown. All right, let's go. Let's go. First off, before we begin, anybody see how like next week is the bonus week, the showdown, the the kepper, depending on what channel you, you're watching, they're hyping the shit out of next week. So like this week, this kind of is like, meh. At least yeah, that was my impression. They're gonna they're gonna try to find hopefully a game to flex into the Sunday night game that's like a win and end kind of situation. All right. Raiders, Raiders, Chargers could be that game. Ugh. I think that's what they said during pregame for the Sunday night game. Yeah, it's going to make sense. It's going to make sense. Well, week 17 brought some more clarity to the picture, knocked more teams out than put teams in in this, in this time. Um, so we'll start out with some, some games that probably nobody cares about. Giants, Bears, one of those games who cares about. Uh, Bears win 29-3 with the Red Rocket starting against the long neck of the law, Mike Glennon, uh, who had a pretty impressive stat line. Mike Glennon was 4 for 11 for 24 yards and two interceptions. Monty had two touchdowns for the Bears. Andy Dalton, is he going to find his way to uh, a team next year to compete for a starting job again, or is he going to stick with the Bears? He'll stick uh, some get back up. He's not starting anywhere next year. Maybe he goes back to Cincinnati. Uh, they might need it. Yeah. I mean, they need some kind of journeyman. <laughs> Just sit there and sacrifice every once in a while. Yeah. Go out there and take this hit, would you? Next, we got the Jags Patriots. Bill Pelichek continues his dominance over QBs by demolishing the Jaguars 50 to 10. Mac Jones with three touchdowns, and the Pats running backs had four total rushing touchdowns. Is this going to help the Pats going into the postseason with a little boost, boost of confidence and a little momentum, or is this kind of is what it is? This is, is what it is. So during this game, I was like tro- trolling the Twitter, and there was a lot of hype about how uh, what's-his-face at QB at the Jaguars, Trevor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like, this This is his team now. Now that Urban's gone, this is his team. And I kept looking at the score go up and up for the Patriots. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think he wants this team right this minute. So I think this is just another notch in Bill's hat and we move on to the next. Nate, what do you think? I think it was like one of those bowl games that nobody cares about. You need to check the score at the end. Yeah. Oh, well, I did. Uh, Rams-Ravens. The Rams all but take the Ravens out, Ravens out of playoff contention, winning the fourth quarter and the game 20-19. Kyler Huntley could not get it done in this one, but the Rams are still not looking plus right now going into the postseason especially over the last half of this season um we can talk about the game more if you guys want to but really i want to know did you guys see odell punch a dude right in his keister yeah i don't know jim did he attempt to do that i I don't know i don't know what his intentions were i know he's he didn't target the butthole (laughs) he did not target the butthole targeting on the butthole Jim, you cannot you cannot judge intent whenever there's targeting involved. Well, I mean, I think we should be able to. I don't know. He's wearing pants. I don't. I don't know. 
And he was trying to stuff the number two back into the number two hole to avoid having another issue with the number two. Can you say two a couple more times? Uh, going on to the next game, a lot of potential issues in this one. Bucks Jets. Uh, Tom Brady keeps finding ways to win this week after losing a receiving threat mid-game. More to come on this on the Antonio Brown drama. Uh, by leading a game-winning drive with less than a minute left in the fourth quarter. The Bucks win 25-24 over the Jets. Um, uh, we'll just go into this real quick with what happened with A.B. Is he ever going to play in the league again now? He ain't playing in the NFL. He's not playing in the CFL. He's not playing in the XFL. He's not playing in the Arena League. Oh, Nate. Easy, easy, easy. I, I could see him playing in other leagues for sure. I can see a team picking him up in desperate times. We're still in COVID world, Nate. You don't think Jerry will do whatever it takes to win? Well, Jerry will bring him down to Dallas. Jerry's about the only team left of those that can give that give players chances after some sketchy situations. So. Listen, AB, I understand. I understand it got hot out there in New York and you want to take off your clothes, but we need some mojo moments here. We got to make it to the playoffs. I'll do anything to win. <laughs> Michael Gallup did go down in that game, it looked like, so they might be looking right. for another receiver. Uh, next, Falcons-Bills. Well, Nate, anything else as a Bucks fan in this game? Anything else you're feeling, thinking? All those backups that were playing today against the Jets, I hope you realize why you're a backup. Ooh. Ooh, they're not backups ice. anymore, are they? Well, given all the injuries, they're the backups, and but I don't know. For hopefully, those guys aren't fighting for contracts because if they are, they didn't put good uh, film out there for themselves. Falcons Bills, the Bills battle back in this one to win twenty nine to fifteen. No thanks to Josh Allen throwing three interceptions, no passing touchdowns, but he does have two rushing touchdowns on 81 yards i'm not particularly happy about this situation um definitely lost an over bet due to a taunting call which we're going to talk more about the beanbag bop i want an apology i'm asking for an apology from you sir on you told what? me not to play uh cordell patterson and oh, you told fact- me to play him instead of singletary and singletary for the bills got 23 points Patterson got 6.2. First off, I do not offer any solicited advice on fantasy football. No, you gave me the muff face. The muff face. When zero. I told you what I was doing, you there gave was, me the muff face. Well, there was zero advice given then. Jordan, Nate, I need you to know, know this. Do you know the muff face? I need you to know this, Jordan. Nate, do you know the muff face? I think so, but I think we the might need The look of disappointment? Pro- yeah. Yeah. I was right. I don't think it would have had any out, just any uh, changes to the outcome, at it least for now. It was the right call, Muff. How are we feeling about the Bills going into the playoffs on this now? Not good. Not good? Not good. Nate, what do you think about the Bills, Nate? I don't think the Bills are going to go anywhere as of the way they're playing right now. You want to be playing your best football in December going into January, and they definitely are not. You cannot rely on Josh Allen to do everything. What do you have, three rushing touchdowns? I mean, you can't do that. Diggs was, he had 100 yards and a touchdown, but, like, that's it? That's the only way you got him involved? Singletary was great for running, but, like, you have other receivers, and it's so it's you're just going to run down people's throats? They're going to catch on. It's the playoffs. 
that. And I don't think you want your franchise quarterback taking any unnecessary hits. No. Well, let's segues into the next game. Exactly. Chiefs Bengals. Uh, the Bengals did it today. They did it. Thanks to well, Jamar Chase. Jamar and, Chase did it today. And some unconventional play calling at the end. Uh, and come out with a huge win over the Chiefs, 34-31, clinching the AFC North. Uh, Jer Burrow breaks all the Bengals' season, single-season records in this one. Mm -hmm. uh, throws for 400-plus, four touchdowns. Jamar Chase goes off, 266 receiving, three touchdowns. But the play calling situation at the end of this game. How yeah. how do we feel about this, Jim? Were you, did you get a chance to watch the end? Watch the whole game. I, w I would like you to set this up then. So they're at the end. Was it two minutes? I had less than two minutes left. And it's they got four downs. Just punch it in. They run Joey B. Three out of the four. Penalties on the fourth down. They get a penalty. So they reset the downs. And I think Joey B. got hurt. So they trot out the backup to take a knee, take a knee, kill him the clock, which was smart, and then kick a field goal. Did I set that up okay? Yeah. Well, oh, I, I aside from I, there was a penalty in there, which is what gave well, There were a them. couple penalties. Right. right. Well, it was fourth down, and they went for it, didn't get it, but there were offsetting penalties before that. Then they went for right. it on fourth down again and got bailed got out. Another penalty. Third. Yeah. And made it first and ten again. I'm I understand killing the clock because you don't want to give it to Patty Mahomes with a minute and a half. I understand that. But when you're down to like fifty seconds and you've held Kansas City in check pretty well in that second half, let's kick the hell out of that ball and get our guys back to safety, please. Yeah, I think Zach Taylor must have a death wish. I think he wants to kill Joe Burrow. I think everybody wants to kill Joe Burrow. Like, Are you sure it was Joe Burrow? He didn't have a name on the back of his jersey. <laughs> yeah, what's with that? Joe Burrow is the only guy without a name on his jersey. His nameplate got ripped off during the game. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. I missed that. It wasn't his fault, Jim. <laughs> well, when you're getting beat to hell. So I, I thought about this, and I know we try to make this quick, but like, who does Cincinnati pick up? Because they're going to be late in the draft. Who do they pick up? What do they pick up? To improve that team next year, offensive linemen. Like nothing but offensive linemen. But good feeling. Yeah. They got they got the wide receivers. They like got they don't have a bad tight end situation. They definitely need to protect their franchise investment. I say offensive linemen. So this is going to yeah. be LSU slash Alabama in Ohio. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But any Ohio State fan that claims them, you're wrong. I'm a, I'm a Bengals fan. Shut up. No, you're Why not. Is it, can it be just an Ohio fan? A person that lives in Ohio can claim Cincinnati? Not when you're from Columbus, Muff. You got to understand. Like, if Columbus people are like, we love Cleveland. Cincinnati's like right over there. You What? You're going to hear it, Muff. You're going to hear it tomorrow night. You're going to hear it. A bunch of Ohio turds claiming Cincinnati now. It's going to be awful. But when, when Cincinnati turns into LSU Alabama light, you cannot claim Cincinnati. You cannot. You can be a casual fan, but they cannot be your team. Okay. Uh, I haven't heard anything on Joe Burrow. 
Has anybody else seen any news? He's he's questionable. Okay, he's in a questionable situation. Yes. Well, at least there's that. Uh, next game, Dolphins, Titans. Dolphins taken down by the Titans, 34 we go, Hold on, I'm sorry, Muff. Can we go back to Joe Burrow for a second? We, I feel like he's the Varsity Blues quarterback. Like what, somebody the, needs the to original? Walk in, yeah, somebody needs to walk in and be like, don't stick him with that needle. He's Paul Walker. We all know yeah. how that ended for Paul Walker and Varsity Blues and in real life. Yeah. We need a tweeter to walk in there and be like, don't do it. Don't I need, don't want your life. I don't know if we need Tweeter because Tweeter was tossing out Vikes. <laughs> Go ahead. You didn't help the situation. Dolphins taken down by the Titans 34 to 3. I think at this point, pretty much eliminating them from playoff contention despite the valiant effort over the last half of the season. Titans dominate the ground game and put the Dolphins to bed. Mm-hmm. Titans in the playoffs, but how do we think they can progress in the playoff scenarios? They don't. They're in and out. If they don't have Derrick Henry, they don't have a chance. Nope. Probably a fair assessment there. Uh, I agree. Raiders, Colts. Raiders find a way to keep themselves alive in the playoff picture, beating the Colts 23-20 to despite another 100-yard day from Jonathan Taylor. Taylor, uh, which of these te- two teams would you rather face next week if you were a team that needed a win to get in, Raiders or Colts? If I, if need, I need a win to get in? Yeah, if I need, need a win to win. get in. Give me the Vegas Raiders. Yes. Oh, yeah. I gotta say, I agree. At least the Colts, the Colts can dominate you on the ground and just put you in your misery if they've got a good day. So I'm with you. And Wentz is coming out of COVID protocol, so he's probably not feeling the best. I don't know if I mean he had the he had the vid vid. He may have just been a contact. Well, we don't know, but I'm assuming if he's got the vid vid. And I think the Colts got a has a uh, better team defense than the Raiders do. I agree. Yeah, and Carson Wentz is unvaccinated because he wears a, he wears a mask on the sideline all the time. Mm. Maybe he's just being safe. It's very possible, but I think he's I think he's come out and said I'm not vaccinated as well. Uh, we next don't week, know. The, we don't know. Eagles taking on Washington, aka the Mrs. Snyder's. Eagles come back from an early deficit and claw their way to another win, beating the Mrs. Snyder's twenty to sixteen. Icing the game with a last-minute interception. All of that's great. The Eagles, good job. The real story, FedEx Field is falling apart. Ooh. Which is worse, the poop spice person or a railing falling really almost on top of Jalen Hurts as he's walking off the field yeah, with, so- pe- with people spilling over? Jalen Hurts handled that like a true pro, and security got in and protected him. And I thought that was a, a really good outcome in that situation. Mm-hmm. So that outcome compared to poo falling on you, I'm going to take that outcome is better than poo falling on me. However, <laughs> if any of those people that fell got hurt and Jalen Hurts got hurt, the poo situation is better. Would have been bad news bears. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the poo situation is worse. I mean, no, that's just me personally. Odell helped me out here. <laughs> Maybe he's got some insight into that whole situation. I'm going to say, yeah, the poop, poop pipes person's the worst situation. Say that three um, times fast. Poop, poop pipes, pipes bursting. bursting. Poop pipes bursting, everyone. Broncos taking on the Chargers. Chargers take care of business against the Broncos, winning 34 to 13 behind two touchdown passes from Herbert and a kick return touchdown as well, putting them in a win and in situation next week against the Raiders. 
What are you thinking about your charges, Jim? Uh, this shocked me. I mean, it was my best bet, but I did not have a lot of faith. Um, does this knock out the Steelers muff? I need to confirm this. The fact that both the Chargers and the Raiders won is what knocks out the Steelers. So the Steelers are out. The Steelers are out. Bolt up. Uh, and Texans 49ers, Trey Lance gets the nod at QB and gets his first W as the 49ers beat the Texans 23-7. Lance, two touchdowns, one interception. Mm, what are we thinking about the 49ers? Are they going to stick with Trey Lance in a big matchup next week against the Rams if Garoppolo is ready? Or are they going to go back to Jimmy G? I think I they're going to go back to Jimmy G. I can see him doing both. I think you got to go with experience here over the potential young talent. Would make Jimmy Jimmy G in, in a win situation. Uh, Lions Seahawks, Rashad Penny and DK Metcalf account for five total touchdowns as Seahawks level the Lions 51 to 29. Old Russie Wilson has four touchdown passes as they face the Tim Boyle led Lions in this one. Is this just, is this just a, an audition for Russ at this point? I mean, anybody could really carve up the lines if they really wanted to, so. I'm pretty impressed with Rashad Penny. I think he's underrated. Well, we'll see what that looks like for him next year as the Seahawks will have Chris Carson, at least off the IR. I don't know if he's still under contract. That's their number one running back, so we'll see where that ends up. Cards Cowboys. Cardinals find their groove again, taking care of the Cowboys and limiting the mojo moments, 25 to 22. We're to come in the beanbag bop on a possible fumble late in the game on this one. Um, who do we think between the Cardinals and Cowboys can make it farther in the playoffs as both are in? I think the Cowboys can make it further, but the Cowboys proved today, just like Notre Dame did the other day, that neither team is capable of winning the big game right now. Okay, so that's a fair point. But Notre Dame can't win the Fiesta Bowl, and Kyler Murray can't lose in Jerry World. That is true. So I don't know the answer to your question, Muff. I want to lean towards what Nate just said. It's very tough for me. I think this is 50-50 for me. I'm going to say it's going to be very matchup-oriented here. If the cards go against somebody that has – a good defense right now, their offense is not clicking on all cylinders, and I think that could be their downfall. Um, that's my thoughts. And lastly, in the Sunday afternoon games, we got the Panthers-Saints. Sam Darnold gets the start against the Saints, but it's more of the same as the Taysom Hill-led Saints get the win 18-10. to Both these teams looking for new signal callers next year. I don't know necessarily, but I mean, both teams have quarterbacks under contract. I mean, Taysom just signed that new deal, and I think Darnold's still under contract for another year or two or longer. Who knows? Taysom has uh, opt-out clauses at the end of each year, I think. I mean, when you got all that guarantee, why would you opt out? I can see the Panthers drafting somebody, and I see uh, the Saints getting a vet. We'll see. We'll see if the Panthers – where are they at? Top, have a top 10 pick. Sound about right? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. somewhere. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. This is not a not 
not a rift draft, a rich draft class in quarterbacks. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Sunday night football, Vikings Packers. What's the game looking like, Nate? Pretty freaking cold. <laughs> so Is no there a score? score? <laughs> no, it's three nothing Green Bay. All right, there and are, on you know, yeah. more in this game than when Joe is outside. All right, and then Monday Night Football, Brown Steelers. Browns win trifecta for Ohio, baby. Trifecta for Ohio. There's uh, a good chance this game will mean nothing all said and done because I think we'll talk about this here in a second. But the Browns are hoping for miracles, so this could be this could be the Super Bowl for these two teams. Let's go Brownies. Yeah, I think the Browns are already eliminated. But I thought I heard him say, or that Kornacki guy said, Pittsburgh needs Jacksonville to win next week against Indy, which we know that ain't happening. I think with the fact that the uh, both the Chargers and the Raiders won takes the Steelers out. Well, according to the ESPN app, Steelers are not mathematically eliminated yet. Ugh. Because whoever wins that Chargers Raiders game next week is will in. get it. Loser will be out. If Indy were to lose and Pittsburgh were to win out, I think Pittsburgh would get in at nine seven and one versus nine and eight Indy. Because Indy did lose brownies. today. Let's go Brownies. Ooh, there's a lot going on here. All right, so let's do a little quick. Who's playoff spots? Apparently, Nate and I were looking at two different things today. NFL.com has forsaken me in this one. Uh, in the AFC, the Chiefs, Bengals, and Titans have secured division crowns. The Bills-Patriots fighting for the AFC next week in a Week 18 matchup. Um, <clears throat> uh, what do we got here? Never mind. I apologize. The Bills are taking on the Jets. The Pats are taking on the Dolphins. They are not matched up against each other. Buffalo does hold the tiebreaker, though, with a better division win-loss record. So uh, if Buffalo and New England both win next week, Buffalo gets the nod for the AFC East. Uh, as far as the wild card, we have the Colts, Chargers, Raiders, and apparently the Steelers as well, uh, vying for wild card bids. Uh, and the Ravens are hoping for a miracle somewhere in in the annals of the AFC history situation. Um, what do we, who do we think ultimately gets in from the AFC of those last teams? Chargers. Chargers Colts. I'm with Nate Chargers Colts as well. In the NFC, we got the Cowboys, Bucks and Packers having the division crowns. The Rams and Cards have clinched playoff spots. Eagles and 49ers continue to control their own destiny to get in. And the Vikings and Saints are hoping for miracles. Do we see miracles happening in the Vikings and Saints finding their way in? No. Vikings, no. I mean, I don't think they beat Rodgers twice in one year. And then Eagles, they play the Cowboys next week. Mm-hmm. So the Cowboys could potentially knock them out. It's going to be interesting next week on the NFC side because the 49ers play the Rams. 49ers are looking to get in. I just mentioned Cowboys play the Eagles. Eagles are still fighting for a spot. Right now, I think the best team sitting right now is the Saints, unfortunately, at 8-8, eight and eight, currently sitting at the 8th seed, and they've got the Falcons next week. Yeah, so that gives them, gives them at least the opportunity to win, and then, like I said, they're hoping for some losses here. All right. <clears throat> Any other NFL chat we want to get into? I'm good. 
All right. Takes us into the beanbag bop. We're doing the beanbag bop. Bop, bop. Oh, it's the beanbag bop. Bop, bop. There it is. The beanbag bop. Our time to discuss what's going on in the officiating world, specifically in football of the last week. Uh, as always, we have Nate joining us and Sam. Hello, world. Hello. Hello, everyone. Sam, before we start, how were the Christmas and New Year's orders for Harper and Company? Um, I had a few. Mm-hmm. Sales are a little slow right now, beginning of the year, you know, but it'll get, it'll get better. It'll get better. What, Harper and Company. What are we? What are we looking for right now? What's the what's the deal? What's the sale? What do we need? You got Valentine's uh, Day stuff? I do make really cute glitter bottom wine glasses that say be wine. Like it says mine and then it's crossed out and it says wine. Mm, I like it. I like it. Or, you know, you can put your name on them. You can buy them for your girlfriend, wife, wine lover, whoever. Honestly, whoever. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Right there it is, and you can follow Sam on Etsy, Instagram, or Facebook as well. Harper and Co. WV on Etsy. Harper and Co. WV on Instagram, and Harper and Co. on Facebook. There it is. All right, the beanbag bop. We don't need to talk anymore about Zach Taylor at the end of the game. We talked about that pretty extensively. So, first thing we're going to chat about. In college football, Tennessee versus Purdue make their way into overtime in their bowl game. And at the end of the game, in the first overtime period, Tennessee was driving and was uh, going towards the end zone on a fourth down play. And the running back was stopped at about the half yard line, was stood up and was still continuing to fight reached the ball across the plane. Officials came in, said that they blew it dead, and it was not going to count. And under further review, that was the uh, that was what they brought to the world. Uh, the head official came out and said, this is what's going on. Blown dead, cannot be advanced. Nate, in a game where you're in overtime, this is going on, it, do you think that's a quick whistle, or was that a good call? Given the situation in the game, I thought it was a quick whistle. I mean, you got to let it play out unless he's like using a wrestling term here. Unless you're in a stalemate and nobody's moving, let it play out, especially at the end of a game, tight game like that. Let the players determine the outcome, not you potentially blowing your whistle too early. Yeah, it was definitely, in my mind, I thought it was a quick whistle. I, as soon as they, came in and the official said, oh, I was blown dead, blown dead, or that was what I could tell they were talking about. And they're like, oh, it's being reviewed. I was like, they're never going to go against this. If they said it was blown dead on the field, they're never going to reverse this because whatever. Now, you could listen. It didn't sound like there was a whistle. Is What is the indicator of when a play is blown dead? Like In this case, there are people talking about it. like The official can't think that it's dead and it's dead. There has to be some type of indicator, whether it's hand signals, whistles, or whatever. Um, what should be the determining factor of when an official says it's blown dead. For me, if I'm working on the sideline, if I'm determining if a poor, poor progress has been stopped, 
first thing is easy. If his momentum is being pushed backwards, I'm going to kill it unless it looks like he's breaking a tackle. Other than that, if they're both fighting, like chopping their feet, no one's getting forward or backward, I usually get 1,001, 1,002 just to see if there's anything that happens. I mean, it's better to have a late whistle than no whistle in my mind. So if anything, don't blow it too early. I mean, we've all been there, done that. I've had inadvertent whistles. So it should come with experience. Jim, any thoughts on that? No, I agree with Nate. All right. In the Cowboys-Cardinals game with about three minutes left, a possible fumble along the sideline, but the Cowboys have no timeouts left. Uh, so there could not be anything done by Mike McCarthy. Uh, my thought, this is a discussion point. If the NFL people in the booth uh, can make calls or stop a game on turnovers, scoring plays, et cetera, where they can do the quick review uh, and voice it down to the officials and say, no, 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 make this change. Um, is there any reason why that would not have been done in this point of this game? Why did it have to be a challenge? Isn't this something? I don't think it was a should... fumble. Uh, the replay showed that it was a fumble. I don't think it was a fumble. But was it ruled a fumble on the field? It was not ruled a fumble on the field. So it has to be challenged. Yeah, so that's the reason why. If it was ruled a fumble on the field or there was any sort of discussion otherwise, then maybe. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is what type of authority should the people in the booth have in this situation? Because if it wasn't a turnover, then they can't review it. So I, this is one of those, how far does this go where things can be stopped in the middle of the game to be looked at? I don't think sorry, there was a need for it. I was going to say, sorry, I'm distracted here. I'm looking at randomly an official like pulled up and now the Packers Vikings game is down the umpire. Jim, did you watch this game? Yeah. You did not see that his knee or any other part of his body ever went down before the ball started to shift. I think it, in slow motion, sure, it looks like it, but bang, bang, it didn't look like a fumble. Well, okay, so was it a fumble? Not what no. was it called on the field, Jim? No, I think you stick with what the ref says. So was it a fumble? Money on the Cowboys. Huh? I had money on the Cowboys. I don't think it was a fumble. Okay, not what the officials called. I want to know what Jim thinks. I don't think it was a fumble. Okay, I think it was a fumble. I think we should we should allow for things like that to at least be voiced down or whatever. I mean, I get that you want to hold up every play, um, but I think potential potential person to like dictate. Well, I think it was a fumble, so now I'm going to overturn the four guys. Well, we we allow them to do that on everything else. One touchdown and not to turnover. Now we're going to add some more. It's not. It's a potential turnover. I think it should be allowed to be stopped if there's a potential turnover. Not just if. So if it was a fumble and they voiced and they signaled down for this to be reviewed, nobody would have a problem with it. Leave it to the guys on the field. They didn't rule it a fumble, not a fumble. So if they ruled a fumble, would be we be allowed that to be reviewed then? That's the rules, right? Yeah. Well, then leave it on the, to the guys in the field. That's that was your stance. So why do we have? any of this to begin with now. If that's the stage, Jim, leave it to the guys on the field, then why do we have challenge options and why do they review scoring plays turnovers? There has to be a limit to these challenges. There has to be a stop. This is where the NFL has decided this is the stop. There it is. Taunting back into the fold this week. I've got three, well, Two, two taunting and then another just conversation piece here. Well, you have so, a taunting and then you have the pass interference. The other thing you have in here is a joke. <laughs> I have 
for conversation. All right. So in the Bills Falcons game, the Falcons were driving. Matt Ryan uh, went on a scamper towards the end zone. Slid was down at about the half yard line, the one yard line. I think at the time he thought he had scored. Um, he did not. And when he got up, he did a spike of the ball. Um, and I don't, what I can't tell in any of the replays is if Matt Ryan said anything to any of the Bills players this was happening. Um, but he was called for taunting for the spike and or the conversation. Uh, I'm bringing this up because it, it most likely costs money to the show or me more particularly betting uh, in this one. Um, but you two saw this replay. I, I put it out through Twitter. I want to know your thoughts on, is this consistent with what has been taunting all season or is this another one of the overreaches on the officials part? I think it's consistent. Do I like it? No. But I think it's consistent. Nate? I'm definitely with Jim's opinion on that. Yeah. And this is what I thought, too. When I saw it, I said, I don't like this. It, not only because it, it cost the money, but um, but it's, yeah, not it's consistent with what's been done, which I think we've all expressed some displeasure in some of the taunting calls throughout this year. Um, in the college game, we had something that uh, loyal listener, random guru Wilk brought up um, that there was at the end on the last second field goal uh, in the Ohio State Utah game, there was no level of taunting called uh, on the Ohio State kicker who after he made the kick and there was a Utah player sitting on the ground, he gave him a wave goodbye. Uh, Wilk took issue with this, saying it was inconsistent, um, and especially pointing out earlier this year, I believe it was the Oklahoma State game, uh, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, where there was a touchdown pulled off the board whenever somebody waved as he was about 20 yards ahead of everybody. Um, <clears throat> do we think in the college game, which I think has been very inconsistent, uh, is this something that should have been addressed? No. Why is that Ohio Homer? So if you score a touchdown by catching the ball, you can act the fool in the end zone. If you run in the end zone, you can act the fool in the end zone. But a kicker kicks the ball. They're trying to kill him. He's not allowed to show any emotion. Nope. Rain him in, guys. He's the kicker. Rain him in. Nate? He wins the game, by the way. It was directed towards the player on the ground, so I can understand if they called it. But in the grand scheme, how do we scheme, know, it, do we it, know it, he was he was waving to the guy on the on the ground? He looked right at him, Jim. Who else he was he it. waving? Who else was he waving goodbye to? Tell the me. ball. Maybe he was waving to the ball. See a ball. The maybe ball was looking, not maybe to his an the Maybe he saw a couple of bugs. He's like, bye, bugs. Nice seeing you, bugs. He didn't say anything. He just waved. How do you know they could have called it by the letter of the law in the rule book, but it wasn't going to change the outcome. That game was done after that kick was made. I mean, yeah, sure, it would have been 15 yards on the seat or the uh, kickoff afterwards, but I mean, given the two plays that Utah ran, it was going nowhere. Right, which that was my – no points were coming off the board. The uh, the situation that Wilk referenced was a game where points came off the board as a result. Um, but the points were not coming off the board. This was after the kick went through. Um, I'm just curious, not because of this situation, but because of what the NFL is doing, um, if there's going to be 
a similar, even though it was stated there was supposed to be a crackdown in both the NFL and NCAA football this year, uh, if we're going to see more of this in college last year, which we have talked about, there are definitely some some dicey situations. In college, college will lose my fandom. If they start cracking down like the NFL, it will lose my fandom. Yeah, both leagues have two different rules they need to really look hard at this offseason. NCAA needs to really look at their targeting rule. Yep. NFL really needs to look at their taunting rule. Yep. All right. Like you said, they're going to lose a lot of loyal fans, and it's just going to be the annual bitch fest like it is on this show every week from everybody else. (laughs) Indeed. And lastly, I just want to know Jim's thoughts in the Bengals game. There seemed to be a lot of pass interference calls uh, against the Chiefs. Um, in your opinion, in trying to be as – because I I wasn't watching this entire game, so I'm going to leave it to somebody who was. Uh, the What I saw were, do you think all of the pass interference calls against the Chiefs were legit or were there some that were shaky? There were some shaky ones, and the things at the end were shaky. The calls that – well, there's play calling and potential. I did see that. Um, I think I think if anything of what I saw, the, the penalties at the end of the game were the most legitimate of what I saw. I, I think there was some shaky stuff, yeah. All right. Nate, I know I know this was on during the Bucks game, so I don't know if you got a chance to look at any of this, but did you see any of these plays? I saw the last series there where Zach Taylor about got Burrow killed, but – yeah, I mean, it was watching it live. It seemed kind of ticky tacky, but when you slow show it again in slow mo with the holding of the jerseys or the slight tugs, I mean, yeah, you want those called. But as long as they're being consistent and calling them throughout the game, I'm fine with it. I'd tell you what needs to be called consistently and like makes sense in the college world: pass interference. That's what I think. This whole well, the defender didn't turn his head. Okay, so we're gonna throw his flag because he didn't turn his head. He wasn't touching him, but he didn't turn his head. I don't understand whatsoever. Yeah, I know there's like a rule in high school that you can they call it non-contact face guarding, but I know in the NFL they want them to turn around, get their head around. But if they don't play, or if they're trying to play the man and not the ball, as long as they don't interfere with the guy trying to go up and make a catch by hitting his arms or holding the part of his jersey, whatever, I'm fine with no contact face guarding at any level. Yeah, I just – I feel like – Are, are what you're saying is no contact face guarding, Jim, or is this face guarding that had some contact? Because no, I don't I, think – college I, college has doesn't have a, a face guarding rule. Utah got hit for pass interference a couple mm-hmm. of times, and they weren't touching the Ohio State player. They just didn't turn his head. And they were, and Herb Street was the one going, well, he didn't turn his head. Hey, shut up. I hate that. Jim, not a fan of the no contact face guarding penalties. It's dumb. All right. Anything else from this past week in football, gents? Nope. I don't know. All right. Any nope, other snippets from snippets from Sam? Who's giving oh. me some bunny ears? I've got nothing. Nothing good this week. Did you happen to watch any football with Nate today? No. I watched some yesterday. We watched the Ohio State game. And then 
We watched another game. We watched uh, a little bit of the Super Bowl game. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Any commentary on any of the teams, their outfits, what you would give them as nicknames, the colors? Ooh, what was that one that I said their uniforms were horrible? Oh, she was not a fan of the uh, Rebels baby blue uniforms. Mm, yeah, that didn't look ugly. No, that, that was not a good look. That was, that was not a good look. Not a good look. I'll have to All start right. paying attention, renaming the teams. You don't have many weeks left. Well, I can start now and then continue into next year. There we go. All right. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Bean Bag Rock. Everybody get your bean bag ready to rock. Follow me and have fun to the beanbag bomb. Do it, do it, the beanbag bomb. Bowl season coming to an end. It is coming to an end, which means college football is about to end. Winter the dark days. Fix a whole slate of games to not bet on. Yeah, yeah. So last Monday, Western Michigan. Well, joining us. Joining us. Well, you should just assume football. Alex is here. If people assume new listeners, Jim. If we're going to be picking okay. up a new listenership, we got to make sure everybody knows the medical degenerate, the medical degenerate Alex is joining us for college football. Good That's Hi, Alex. Noise for those of you who don't know. Love the microphone. You sound beautiful. Thank you. I feel like I do too. I loved it. It's the voice of angels. Thank you. Thank you. So last Monday, we had Western Michigan versus Nevada. Western Michigan wins 52-24. to Nevada has a 6'9 quarterback. Muff, what say you? I thought it was very interesting that Nevada has what was touted as the tallest quarterback in college football history. That, that like reminds me of being in the high school basketball like student section, though, and chanting big for nothing. Like when you lose 52-24, to I don't care how tall your quarterback is. Yeah, Lurch didn't do anything for him. No. So uh, last Tuesday, Houston versus Auburn. Houston wins seventeen to thirteen, and what I would call probably an upset. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a huge upset, at least by the betting terms. I think Auburn was like I, I a two-point favorite. Lose this. The two-point favorite. That that doesn't mean there's a lot of confidence. All right, fair enough. Not a, it was an upset. Don't get me wrong. Not a huge upset. Yeah, yeah. I know Alex wasn't happy about that. I wasn't. I was not. I'm an Auburn supporter. But also, uh, I bet it on Auburn. So, double whammy. Alex pretty much bet against Dana Holgerson. Absolutely. Always. Air Force beats Louisville 31-28. America. Thank you, America. Mississippi State lost to Texas Tech 34-7. Wow. Love it. Big 12 over SEC. Wow. Well, since we're talking Big 12... I was gonna Minnesota say, beats WVU 18 to 16. Okay, that was different. That's different, but hold on. It was 18 to 16 or 18 to 6. I may have made a mistake. Six. Oh, yeah. even worse. Yeah, it was even worse. But I would like to break down something that I looked into today. Please do. The conference records throughout bowl season. I did uh-huh. look at power five. The Big Ten is six and four. We're at 600. Yeah. SEC five and six, 454. Big 12, four and two at six, six, six with a game left. If Kansas State pulls off a win against LSU, that puts them comfortably on top of the power five winning percentages. Now, there's a national title where SEC plays SEC. 
this yeah. is done. The conversation's over. So, so they get one more win no matter what. And they're the national champions. Okay. I'm just saying, if you're looking at – so they had two two teams. Okay. But what I'm saying is Big 12 will have the highest winning percentage. In a, in a bowl season racked with uh, COVID. Nope. And the no, national no, title no, no, game no, no, is no, all SEC. COVID no, opt-outs. This is a lot. How it is right now. Uh, you know what? Well, the conference is falling I, apart. I'll let yeah. you have you win where you have you win. Pac-12 was 0-5. In case Surprise. Of that. Uh, and the ACC was 2-4. and four. It, uh, right. Technically, the SEC could lose to a Big 12 team and go even more the other way. Okay. Wednesday, Maryland <laughs> versus Virginia. Maryland Jim's wins Jim's having none of 10. this. None of the conversation. Clemson beats Iowa State 20-13. to 13. There was one of the other two. Ooh, ooh, Clemson. Clemson actually ended on a strong note after starting out. They're coming back, baby. Dabo's going to turn the whole thing around. Here we go. Too rough. Good grief. Over that. What was that a Big 12 loss, though? It looks like a Big 12. Yeah, I said that was one of the two Big 12 losses. Dabo. Shame on you, Big 12. Oregon versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma shows out 47 32. Good for yes, you, Big 12. This is just going to be me beating on the Big 12. So, Oh, I'm just going to hype up the Big 12. UNC versus South Carolina. South Carolina, 38-21 in a shocker. So I got a phone call about this. The Duke's Mayo Bowl does not disappoint in the booth or in the post-game Mayo dump. My father-in-law called me, and he was I was in the middle of dinner, and he was like, you need to see this. And I was like, I'm in the middle of dinner. He was like, okay, don't don't see this until you call me. So I finished dinner and I called him. He was like, that is the grossest thing I've ever seen. And you know that sat there for a while. So like, what is this? And I was like, it's a Duke's Mayo Bowl, man. He's like, that is disgusting. I would not want to be in that bowl game just for that. Yeah, absolutely. Having the mayo dumped on my head. Well, even better. And this is part of, and this is, I don't think this is new. Mike Gold Jr. was on the call and they were dipping random things into mayonnaise throughout the entire game and eating it. So they did an Oreo, and at the end, in true Golic fashion, he dipped a donut into mayo. And Mike Golic was eating this with pretty much a straight face, which leads you to believe this may not have been the first time he's randomly dumped things into mayonnaise and eaten them. You know Mac Brown threw that game on purpose. He was like, deuces, I'm out of this. Well, Mac was the one that was more excited about this. Now, the the post-game dumping may have given South Carolina's coach a concussion because I heard it was like in his ass crack down his back. Well, not even that when they, so they put it in a cooler. I forget how many pounds they had in the mm-hmm. cooler, um, but they had it probably like a quarter of the way full of mayonnaise or more. Couldn't really tell when the two people went to dump it. You really, you got to realize there's that the, uh, the transfer of weight from the bottom and mayonnaise isn't like an easy transition of weight. So it kind of like shifted very quickly. Yeah. It's like, and, like, and the the mm-hmm. bottom side of the cooler cracked him on the head oh boy. as it was coming down, and they lifted it up very quickly. But he definitely got uh, definitely got a, a bit of a cooler to the dome piece on that one. That's no good. I'm perturbed. Tennessee Purdue. We talked about that. Purdue wins forty eight thirty five. Forty five. I think that's what I said. Forty eight. I I made a mistake. Okay. <laughs> Pitt versus Michigan State. Did Michigan State win this? 
Michigan State did win this game 31 to 21. Pitt may have well tried out the water boy because Kenny Pickett's backup got hurt in like the first quarter. Broke a collarbone. Vicious. Yeah. No bueno. Vicious. I think it was like QB4 on the depth chart because somebody else had transferred or something like that. Yeah. So. Wisconsin beats Arizona State 20 to 13. I'm just not going to listen to you, Alex. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I've comments now. Wake Forest. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Jim doesn't let. Not Jim. Alex is now to talk in quick thoughts, and now Alex can't talk in college football breakdown. Well, he this? brought he brought this forth this dictatorship going on. I just I just zoom in for moral support. <laughs> go ahead, Alex. Uh, you know what? I'll let you host from Friday. This Friday on the. This is quite hosting. All right, on Friday we had Wake Forest take on Rutgers. Rutgers as a substitute. Wake Forest covers easily, thirty-eight to ten. Any yeah. comments? Probably not. I got burned on that. That was my spike pick on Muff, and I got hosed. Yeah. yeah. It, it did. Jim, Jim definitely got, I don't know if that was Jim rooting for the Big Ten or against me. I think it was mostly against, against Muff. Me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Wazoo versus Central Michigan. Central Michigan 24-21. This was an upset of was pretty – it was like they were like eight or nine-point underdogs, weren't they, Alex? It was seven mm-hmm. when I took them. It was Central okay. Michigan was seven. That's a pretty significant upset. Yeah. Touchdown favorite going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and people were pretty heavily on Washington State in, like, to win. Maybe not to blow out, but, like, to win. Yeah. It was a good good Central Michigan upset. Now, Saturday, the dumbest slate of college football ever. Jim was on this from jump on Saturday. I was so mad. So, Penn State loses 24-10, to 10, furthering my point that James Franklin should be freaking fired. Nothing to do with opt outs or anything. Fire him. Can't be part of it. Well, you know what? Ohio State had opt outs. Look at them. I'm not saying that you didn't. Okay. Oklahoma State wins, beats Notre Dame, and probably the best game, well, second best game of the week of the Saturday slate. That was the best game. I don't know. That Iowa Iowa versus Kentucky. Kentucky wins 20 to 17. I thought that was a good game. No, that was the second best game. I think Oklahoma State Notre Dame was the first best game. And All second, right. you was, know what? Second is Iowa Kentucky. I'll let that slide. I'm not going to argue with you. And then Baylor versus Old Miss. Baylor wins twenty-one to seven. Matt Corral hurt his draft stock. Yes, he should have never played in that game. Yeah, I don't know if he had much to gain from nothing to gain. That was dumb. I think this was Lane like... Kiffin is a voodoo genius. He can talk anybody into anything. I was gonna say, I think this is more like Matt Corral is now like like the people that hate the opt outs have like a champion of their cause. Yeah. Lane Kiffin's a genius, man. And now the you. now the fans of the opt out can be like, look what happened to Matt Corral. Yep. Like nothing was gained from the situation. Like if we had Lane Kiffin on the show, he would convince us to turn this into a Lane Kiffin show. Like he is the natural born salesman. <laughs> I'm telling you. The Lincoln show. Hey, that may help us if we call it the Lincoln show. Lane, you want to come on? We can have a conversation about this. Yeah. Ohio State pulls this one uh, off against Utah, 48-45. Lots of drama surrounding this. Um, Pray tell about the drama, Jim. Did you see where uh, I think his name is Michael Williamson? who opted to not play, decided he was going to retire, um, came out and just bashed Ohio State. He was an Ohio State player. Yeah, so he decided to come out, and he, I retweeted it. He came out with a very lengthy six, seven, eight-tweet thread. Oh, never mind this. Yeah. 
And he came out and just went to town on Ohio State. And Cardell Jones came and defended Ohio State. Uh, maybe Josh Perry came out and defended Ohio State. But basically said it's slave labor to play college football. Well, not just college football, to play college football at Ohio State. There are very pointed things at Ohio State, not just well, college football. Well, see, this is where we're going to argue a little bit because I, he did say college football in general. And then he made the racial comments about how he was shown a picture of Trayvon Martin, I believe, wearing a hood, and he was told, all the players were told, you're not allowed to wear hoods in the facility. He was told by Urban Meyer, if you get caught smoking weed, I will ruin your life. I mean, there was some... that last part, not as much. The hoods, yes. The second part, I'm like, he shouldn't be smoking weed. Weed's illegal in some places. I, I would not have known that was Trayvon Martin. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Not, I would not have known unless you said that to me. I will look and make 100% sure. You're right. I should probably that's, be real That's not careful. one of those things I don't want to like put out into the world's view if that that's not – I don't know. I wouldn't yes, know. Yes, Trayvon right Martin. Now. I was okay. right. All right. Trayvon Martin. I want to say if – I want to give this guy full validity. I wasn't there. Some of the accusations that he made, if valid, woof. Yes, I, I do think some of them definitely woof. Um, definitely the the Trayvon Martin picture, bad. That's yeah. all. That's all the way bad. Um, there was he some made discussion the about devaluing but, the degree. Yes, like, and, hey, and how, saying that basically you have to go to if you're a freshman, you go to open mat. Fresh about to be there at 5 a.m. Then you have to go to class at 8. Your hands are all bloodied. You're expected to perform in class. How are you supposed to do that when you can't even focus? There's suggestions. It wasn't even from... focus. It was, how can I do hold this with my hands? Yeah, I can't hold a pencil Wait, because why, my why hands are, are so hands ripped bloody? up. Because they're doing rope pulls and, oh, and mat wrestling. Then there's a the conversation that coaches told him you should change your major so you can devote more time to football. Um. You know, he said a lot. And if you look at Ohio State, Ohio State's had three or four players quit mid-season, mid-game, pulled an A-B. And this, all these tweets happened in the middle of this game, in the middle of the game where the first half, defense didn't even look like it wanted to be there. So I think there is a culture issue at Ohio State. I think this performance kind of showed it. Yeah, they won. That's great, Grant. And they got people committing today, even, after these tweets came out. So it's not like these, this tweet was very, you know, damaging. And I don't think it's just Ohio State, Frank. quite frankly. I think a lot of these programs treat their players like this. I, yeah. There, I mean, there is, I'm going to say, some level, maybe not to the level that was demonstrated within this thread, um, <laughs> implicit agreement of... I understand what college football is. It is the uh, minor leagues to get into the NFL. There's no other minor league system when you think about it, aside from like arena football, CFL, but those are all second chance opportunities. That's like, yes, last chance you have in the NFL is a CFL and the arena football league and all of that. This is the minor leagues. And this is why you have a conversation about creating a super conference. And what are you going to do? Treat it like, treat it like the minor league system. NIL has, put a larger platform on the ability to make money off your name, image, likeness 
as a college football player, but there is still that implicit agreement of you have to continue your education. You have to, you have to academically perform to be eligible to be on the field. I, I'm going to, I'll probably get roasted for the rest of my life for saying this. And you know what? I'm, I'm cool with it. He made a lot of racial accusations that again, I wasn't there and they're probably very valid, but he, for me, he kind of blurred the line between there are probably lots of racial things going on and there are a lot of collegiate things going on that black and white players are facing. And I, I would like to see them both address because the white players also getting up at 5 a.m., dealing with all the bullshit and probably being told you need to change your major so you can go to football. The black players are also probably seeing Trayvon Martin on the screen and feeling alienated because white guys don't got to deal with that. You know, and I feel like his message, while it was great, blurred some lines there. Mm-hmm. And I would like to, I would like to have that conversation addressed very pointedly. One, college athletes, while they get NIL, it's not enough and you're treating us very much badly. Two, the racial disparity that's happening in college sports also needs to be addressed. And I thought he handled it quite well. I also think that some of the people, Jamel, what's her last name? Jamel Hill. Jumped on just to jump on. She she tagged in and was like, Urban Meyer's a horrible person. Oh, okay. You're, you're, yes, right. but like let's move the let's move the needle a little farther. Like you think he's the only one? He's just the picture you see when you, you... Yeah. That's just my that's my two cents. That's my hot take. Burn me at the cross if you'd like, but I it's just, let's let's do a systematic overhaul of, of college sports. Okay. Next in college football championship semifinals, which somehow is not the headline in this whole conversation right now. Uh Bama it was versus, a given. Bama versus Cincinnati. Alex, are you gonna do this? Are you gonna finish out? I, uh, yeah, I'm here. I was just like taking in gym and I was reading about it on the side because I, I yeah. Just, um, but yeah, the college football championship semifinals, uh, we have Alabama and Cincy, Alabama, Alabama whooped Cincy 27 to six, but never once did I think Cincinnati was embarrassing themselves being there. No, I agree. That's a good I, point. Me and my dad were talking about this. Yes. That score is a big loss, but when do you think it's number one, Alabama versus number four, a group of five Cincinnati, Alabama was supposed to smack them. So the fact that they beat them by 21. That's a good win, but I don't think at any point they look like, holy, sh- what were we thinking letting this team play? Ohio State and Notre Dame have both showed up to that game and been scoreless. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not – I was – my biggest fear in this was that Cincinnati comes in, gets smacked around, looks a fool, and the next time a group of five team does this and goes undefeated, doesn't get the nod, and the argument is, look what happened to Cincinnati. I yep. don't think they can say that from this game. I agree. Second take, I thought Georgia and Michigan was going to be a – Awesome game was not. It's kind of boring. Georgia. I think Michigan embarrassed themselves. Yeah. Oh, I do too. If you look at the most, the team that should be most disappointed in themselves this weekend, Michigan. Yes. I know other people have made this take, and I back it that the biggest thing that hurt Michigan was having a month off. Yes. They were rolling. Yep. Like everyone else, like okay, rest up, get better. But Michigan was like hot, and I think they had time to cool off. And you can't take time to cool off and then go into a Georgia team like that. Yes. 
So Georgia Rodham, 34-11. couple takes from these two games. One, anybody who says Ohio State, Notre Dame, uh, Baylor belong in these games instead of Michigan or Cincinnati, shut up. Two, um, did anybody see Alabama or Nick Saban in that picture posing with his players? Yes. <laughs> I believe that we should put that somewhere. Like, I think we should get shirts. I, I, just, I think that is the best picture of Nick Saban I've ever seen. He is just a G in that picture. Nick Saban. Go ahead, Alex. <laughs> I think he's mellowing with age. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm seeing this tide turn where, like, he smiles sometimes now. And, like, he never did that before. What's like, his favorite like dessert? Isn't it, like, moon pies? Yes. Yeah, weird, yeah. <laughs> I think as long as he's got a moon pie, he's happy, man. Yeah, he's like, I'm just out here having fun. Yeah. Can Telling you, me? this is my I'm, – I'm showing them the picture. This – I'm thinking about making it my phone back. <laughs> like, he's just a G. He's, like, he's, been here. He's, this. like, the – um the uh, the coaches in like the NFL that get they look weird at the players if they like hoist the champion the conference championship trophy because it's not the Super Bowl yeah yeah yep or like the major league players that don't get too excited we're going to the World Series yeah we're not jinx it stop it mm-hmm. yeah I, I you know what and I used to hate Nick Saban as a true Ohio State fan like man this guy's always beating on us now I'm just like this guy's a legend. We're never going to see another one like him. So let's appreciate him while we got him, you know? I still don't want them to continue to win this much because it just doesn't make it as fun. But I respect what he has done. So do you remember the game Mortal Kombat? Yes. Finish did, you, did you play Mortal Kombat a lot? Yeah. No. You always you wanted to go up the tower to beat, you know, the, the person at the top. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't care how how many times he wins. I want to climb the tower to beat Nick Saban. Nick Saban is the Goro or, or the, the Shang Tsung yeah. of, of college football. Let him stay at yeah. the top and let us chase him. I got that. It's something. It's like a, a constant goal. I mean, yeah. Kirby Smart. Yeah. This year. He's getting there. If Kirby Smart doesn't beat him. He's the Kano of college football. Can we have a season? I don't even want to talk about this. Where Harbaugh finally beats Ohio State and Kirby Smart finally beats Nick Saban. No. That's what I mean. I think I don't think Harbaugh is going to stay in the college football world, honestly. I think he might go this year. To where? Chicago. There's rumors already. Yeah. Be with his brother. Be with Burbro. Bro. Yeah. I don't know. I mean his stock went up, so now he's got time to now he's got some negotiating leverage. Well, yeah, and he can't. Like I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think. I think if he'd have lost to Ohio State, he wouldn't have even considered it. No, but now he's he's beat yeah. Ohio State. He got to the playoffs. Hey, come get me now, please. Yeah, help, help. Get, get me out of Land of Misfit Toys. Then who goes to Michigan? Oh, I don't know. Nobody knows. No. They they the reason they tried to lock him into that contract is so they didn't have to worry about for another five yeah. years because they don't know who else they would bring in. The How long? How long does Luke Fickle stay at Cincinnati? Maybe for life. Luke Fickle's a different breed of coach, guys. I know. I think he's loyal to Cincinnati. This is yeah. a topic that he's going to jump and get somewhere big. I'm like, I think he just likes being at Cincinnati. I could see, I could see him doing like five years and then or three years. Ryan Day leaves and he comes back to Ohio State. Like, I yeah. think he's an Ohio boy. Mm-hmm. 
So next two years, if Ryan Day leaves in the next two years, say there's subpar seasons two years in a row at Ohio State, he leaves in Michigan two years in a row. That won't happen, but okay. Okay. They, they don't have they have too much talent to be subpar. Yeah. Well, subpar to Ohio State World Gym. Oh, is, so ten and three, ten lose and three four. Games. Right. Yeah. Lose, three yeah. lose three games over not just not this like, season, Ohio but State over the subsequent three two games, se- like, three seasons. Bad. Yeah, subsequent three loss, two seasons. Three lost seasons in the next two years. Right. Okay. Brian Day leaves, is asked to leave, whatever it comes down to D B. Does Luke Fickle come back then or is it still too no. early? Okay. No. He's not going to come back and take another loser. That already burned him once. Okay. No. Well, I don't know if 10 and 3 is taking over a loser. Yeah, no. Columbus, Columbus in will high, take in him. In the high state world, yes. 10 and 3 is a loser. If he has another under two undefeated seasons, maybe. Because Columbus will be like, we want him. Give him all the dough stacks. Maybe. They'll throw buckets of money at him. We'll see where that goes. Uh, my takeaway from all of this, I watched eh, maybe five minutes of gameplay from these two games because I could see that neither of them were going to go anywhere, um, is that I think we're not – I don't know if we're going to have a different outcome, but we're definitely having a more competitive game in the national championship than the first Bama-Georgia game. We're betting on that, right? Do we have time to bet on that? Yeah. We have okay. over a week. Tons yeah. of time. Not that much time. I might take some uh, weird bets. Can we do weird prop bets on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what they see what the think. national championship allows. It's college, so there's usually less opportunity for that type of stuff. Got it. But we'll see. Uh, which brings us into this week's bowls, Alex. It does. We have on Tuesday upcoming week one bowl other than the national championship. It is LSU versus Kansas State. I want Kansas State to win so bad. Good. That's what I like to hear. Big 12. Yeah, I do think Kansas State's going to pull this one out. I, I know that's why you like it. Just kidding, but seriously. Yeah. What is it, like minus four and a half Kansas State? Yeah, it's something like that. And then it's uh, Bama, Georgia for the national title. We're not going to say anything. We're going to leave that for the betting show. Yeah, I agree. Leave that for the betting show. Your thoughts on college football? Mm, I don't really I'm have miss any. you. You know what? Speaking of college sports, though, I'm going to sneak this in. I think some. I think I was thinking about that this week. There are two things in women's basketball that happened in women's college basketball that were super freaking cool. I think we should bring up. One of them was Missouri knocking off number one USC in overtime, mainly because I watched the end of that game. And USC being South Carolina in this case, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, South Carolina was number one. Missouri beat them. First time ever in program history beating a number one team. Shout out to you guys. Number two was today. Big 12. SEC? SEC? Today? No. Oh, that was today, yes. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh, today, Kansas State upset number 10, Baylor. And this was the first time that Kansas State has beat Baylor in 18 years. 36 times in a row they lost to him. So shout out to you guys. All right. I'm going to start doing that, looking at things, sports on the outside that deserve Shout you might out. be able to leave it for uh, quick thoughts. Oh, yeah, yes. I might do, but we were talking about college sports. I got confused. We'll try again later. This is our last major recap of college football, at least games. More to come probably in the transfer portal and all sorts of fun action that's going on in the offseason in college football. Uh, but it's been a pleasure, gents, chatting with college football for the year. 
it has season's been, been fun. Um, we'll pick them as I am gaining access because Jim somehow got locked out. Yeah. Um, out. I will say in the confidence picks, I am the winner. Kudos. There's nothing that can be done to, for anybody to catch up to me. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm superbly impressed with the total that, w- that won this, but uh, <laughs> I am the winner. So that's good enough. As far as the bull pick them, Alex, hey, uh, your, your kin yes. is, um, is definitely going to at least have a tie first place. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't say that definitively. There's two games left. Um, we still have Paige Nick's picks at the top at 25 and 11, followed by B-Ball Guru Bad Picks, which I'm assuming is Rachel. Rachel. At 24 and 10. Paige Nick's picks at 25 and 11. And there are a few teams at 22 and 14. Um, multiple at 21 and 15. Ooh. The show's picks are in 19th place at 19 and 17. So many stickers going out. So many stickers. So many stickers going out to the people. And I don't, between all of us, it looks like Jim's at 21 and 15, tied with the Rag and Kagan. The stream. Rag and Kagan. <laughs> you guys are like neck and neck this year in sports games. Be a thing. Alex, Not I don't fantasy know. Fantasy football, are. though. Get him. I don't know where you are. I'm very far behind. That's because I'm literally on the second page. All right. That makes it. There you go. 16 and 20. Not good. Not good. All right. Perhaps up college football. Time to get some quick thoughts. This is quick thoughts. Nah, I don't think that read. What sound effect was that? That was supposed to be like a. That was way better than the first attempt. Yeah. Or like quick, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm your host, Alex, the medical degenerate. Are you boys ready today to break down some quick thoughts? Yeah. Anything you'd like to say before we get started here? No. Right up my calculator instead of my timer, please. Because well, calculators have timers on them. Well, the timer is very close to the calculator on my phone. And we my are... quick, There's my quick thought. All right, we're starting with fighting, not between Muff and I, but the UFC. (laughs) Dana White and Jake Paul get into it over the internet through social media platforms. It started with Paul saying Dana did cocaine and ended for now with Dana calling out Paul, his manager, and challenging Paul to do it better if he wants. What's the biggest takeaway from each of you? I'm going to go first. Okay, Jim's going first. I like it. Jake Paul wasn't wrong. He said a lot of good things about Dana taking care of his fighters. Uh, now, maybe Dana does cocaine, maybe he doesn't, but I, I accept his challenge, Dana. Accept his challenge. Retire this man. That's what the people want. Do it. Accept his challenge and end this nightmare. Or, you know, maybe you're in on this. I don't know. But I'm all about Jake Paul and what he said to Dana. I'm, I'm team Paul right now. Okay. Jim's on Team Paul. I'm going to say I'm leaning Team Dana White on this one. Uh, Jake Paul is calling out Dana White for the status of UFC paydays now, Um, not knowing where it has come, not saying that it shouldn't go farther, uh, but I feel like there has been a lot uh, more lucrative fighting payouts within the UFC. I think this is detracting from what Jake Paul is saying of do all this. Dana White said, 
fine. If you want to do it better, go ahead. Apparently, Jake Paul's manager used to work for the UFC and apparently has some maybe an axe to grind there and may have some intimate knowledge of the UFC structure. Um, so I'm not going to say I don't know if all of Jake Paul's information is accurate. I feel like it's relatively accurate or else he would have got roasted for it. Um, but I'm leaning more towards Team Dana here until Jake Paul accepts one of the challenges that Dana White has popped out. Jake Paul all the way. All right. I figured that was how, if you would have asked me before we started there, how this was going to break down Muff versus Muff and Dana and Jim and Jake Paul would have been my lineup. So just based on your personalities. All right. We're moving out of the fighting world. We're moving into the NFL. So the NFL has lost two major figures in sports this week, John Madden and Dan Reeves. Who is the one NFL player in the last 20 some years that if they died today, you would be really sad about? Peyton Love. Manning. Okay. Jim. Jerome Bettis. The boss. Like good. Oh, that's a good one. I think Get Jim. Get out of here, you freaking. What is, your, what is your emotional tie to Peyton Manning, Jim? He we, is like the national treasure of the NFL. He's a national treasure, but he's not a personal treasure to me jerome bettis is good grief okay it's because you don't have any chargers players to idolize jim i'm sorry well, they're already gone junior say died r.i.p oh i'm sorry you don't have any others i don't hate jim Damian tomlinson well you wouldn't be upset about the damian tomlinson not like peyton Mm-mm. okay alex who would you who would you this put is, up this is gonna sound weird hear me out this is not a player. Bill Cowher. I'm on a show full of Yenzers. This is ridiculous. You are on a show full of Yenzers, but like I just I miss Bill Cowher coaching the Steelers so bad. And I think it's because I was at like that perfect age where like like not that it's not fun now, but now I'm thinking like statistics and betting. Like when I was little, I was just like blindly like loved the Steelers. So I think it's just like nostalgia for me, but it's like the bus. And I was, I brought this up to my dad, actually. I still have like, it's a little kid shirt because I was a little kid whenever the Steelers won in Detroit in Super Bowl XL, but it was like a bus's last ride shirt that my dad got me. And I like had been going through it and like putting it in drawers and like just didn't want to get rid of it. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it in my memorabilia box because that's a cool freaking shirt. So I think it takes me back to that era and I like it. But I also think Peyton Manning is my all-time favorite quarterback an all-time favorite player that was not on the Steelers. So I respect Jim's pick as well. I have a Peyton Manning jersey too that I also keep from when I was little. So neither one of your picks were bad. I respect them both. Thank you. I did give Jim a minus one there for his quick interruption though, because I feel like I'm supposed to moderate this in some way and I can't let you two run the asylum. Oh, that's fair. Okay. I'm going to institute this point rule for the betting show too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the keeper of the points and the keeper of all the rules. (laughs) All the rules are made up and all the points are made up and I'm in charge. All right. Moving on to the next topic of the NFL, the quarantine period moves from 10 days to five days with the CDC announcement last week. Is there some kind of funny business going on amongst billionaires leading into the NFL playoff time? Or is this legit? Jim. The Illuminati. (laughs) I've got to think. Yeah, there's, I'm uh, whether it's just it's the NFL. You gotta remember the NFL's made up, as far as the pres the people that own those franchises, thirty two billionaires. 
who have so much influence over so many things. And what was it? Apparently the Delta CEO is the person who came out with this um, and apparently made this recommendation to the CDC and blah, blah, blah. And oh, all it was the Delta variant. The Ooh, Delta didn't say anything. There you go. Luminati. They're waiting. They're waiting for Omicron to come out and do some things. Um, so I've got to believe there's some level of conversation going on. Uh, it just so happens to be a couple of weeks before the NFL playoffs, whenever there was a big issue in the NFL over the past few weeks. One plus one equals two sometimes, people. That's all I'm going to say. Listen. Hand signals through the computer for those of you that can't hear them. Listen, <laughs> if you go to walk around your malls, your stores, hell, your police forces, everybody's short-staffed. Everybody's getting killed. Like, we're all just on a shoestring. You move it from 10 days to five, Seems like the short staffness goes away. Luminati. Show me the numbers where this is legit, and I'll buy uh, it. Next episode. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week. <laughs> All right. Moving into college football. We left there for a bit, and we're back. Deion Sanders. He has responded to a 24-7 sports social media post rating the top 10 quarterbacks in the country this season and asked if HBCU schools can be included as there were none listed. Does Dion have a legitimate gripe? And is this something he can bring light to the country on, bring light to now and in the future? Yeah, I think so. I think that's... I think that's. I was, I was waiting for the prompt on who was supposed to go first. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was it was Muff, wasn't it? I dropped the ball and didn't say anything. No penalty. I had my point back. No penalty. No, you don't get a point back. You just don't lose one there. Muff, go ahead. The host sucks. We should get a point. What? Well, then I get one too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, plus one for both of you for my mistake. Go I on. think this uh, is why. I'm going to go, Muff, because I already spoiled my egg here. I think this is why Dion is perfect for the role he's in. I think he does have a legitimate gripe. I think why not add the HBCUs to the list? So are you okay? So I didn't see this list prior to this this episode starting and talking about quick thoughts topics. So is this saying that there was a list of top 10 quarterbacks in the country? Did one of the HBCU quarterbacks deserve to be on that list? That is what Deion Sanders was asking. Because I, 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 I do think they should be considered, but only if they're in the top 10 quarterbacks in the country. No, I agree. He was, yeah. So I'm looking for this top 10 quarterbacks. So the top 10 quarterbacks of this past year were, as listed by 247 Sports, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett, CJ Stroud, Bailey Zappi, Grayson McCall, Matt Corral, Carson Strong, Jake Hayner, Desmond Ritter, and Devin Leary. Those were the top 10. Um, and Deion Sanders just inquired, can HBCUs be included? I think he was saying that his quarterback was a top, was better than somebody in that top 10 and should have been included. Um, he said HBCUs, but I think they had a good quarterback. Um, and I think he was questioning whether his quarterback should have been included. Okay. So yeah. I don't know if he has a legitimate gripe this year. I don't know enough about those all those quarterbacks in that top ten. I don't know if about enough about the quarterback he had at Jackson State. Um, I think he is just trying to raise the awareness of like, hey, I understand all these quarterbacks are here. Did you really do a full 
evaluation and put this list together, including the HBCUs. I don't know if that was done all the way. So okay, do what you got to do, Dion. There. Moving on. There was a lot of bowl games canceled. What's the takeaway, Muff? So the takeaway is that obviously the bowls, uh, the bowls being canceled were most most of that was related to COVID. There were some COVID slash injury slash opt-out in some cases. I think the worst story that came out through all of this was the UCLA cancellation, where UCLA, four games before game time, pulled out due to COVID protocols, which is is what it is. Um, but there was also some stories that came out that said that UCLA was starting to pack up two hours before the game was even canceled. So they were ready to go anyway. And then afterwards, which this is not uncommon, for any team at a bowl game in a destination site that there are people like, Oh, I'm glad they went to SeaWorld a couple of days before the bowl game, which is whatever there's teams that always go out and about during bowl games. And that was still happening at this point, maybe not for the national championship situation, college football playoff, but overall you still saw teams going out to do some sightseeing. I think that's normal. Jim. I think the bowl games don't matter. So it's easy to cancel them. I, I, I understand the COVID protocols. I understand the pageantry, and I understand everything Muff just said, but the bowl games don't matter, so it's easier to cancel them. That's it? Yeah. I like it. Nice and quick. All right, moving on to golf. Muff's favorite. Phil Mickelson wins the player impact program and the $8 million that comes along with being the winner. Tiger Woods reportedly in second place earning $6 million. Is this legit, or does it seem like there's some kind of funny business about, Jim? I mean, Phil winning it seems kind of rigged. Tiger being second. I mean, he's Tiger Woods. He's always going to be popular. I, I don't know how you have Kepka and the big guy not in the running here. I don't, seems funny. Seems fishy. Yeah, and this is... So when the player impact came out, there was a lot of discussion about, is this just a way to reward how some of the older players on the PGA tour, i.e. Phil Nixon, Tiger Woods had elevated the status of the PGA tour. And how can somebody like Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau compete with the fan base and the social media influence that these two already have Tiger Woods just being Tiger Woods is going to be an influencer. Phil Nicholson, does more than Tiger Woods to get out and about. Phil Mickelson commentated a match, was on a match, won the PGA Championship this year, uh, does a lot of good social media content overall. So I think he, him winning makes sense, but also, to Jim's point, seeing what Brooks and Bryson did all year in playing up their WWE type of feud, um, I think I'm, – I'm guessing that they were, like, in the top five still. Um, and they didn't report yet who was second, third, fourth, and fifth yet. Um, but there's $40 million total to be divvied up. So I would imagine Brooks and Bryson are still going to get money, but they were the winners, which I think is what most people expected whenever all this started to come about. Do you think this is like like in high school or something when there's a homecoming court and it's voted on? There will be like eight eight girls, say, and seven of them will be like all these like popular girls from the same group. And there'll be like one like girl that's really artsy and stuff like that, you know, nice, but just from a different crowd. And they always win because everyone else splits the votes. So like you get like the Bryson, the Brooks Kepka and things like that. And they're kind of like splitting opinions between themselves because they're also lumped in right now. And then you get like the old school dudes that are just like Phil and Tiger. 
That's well, my... I think I think the way that this was decided was on influencing, like where where you're reaching social media. What are you doing in your social media? Um, like I said, Phil is doing a lot. Tiger, Tiger in second is what doesn't make as much sense to me. Um, I mean, he spent half of this time on the couch. True. True. All right. And we'll go on and wrap up with a few other topics. The winter classic muff. What do we think about that? It happened. Um, it was like negative eight, negative nine. The players from the blues in the wild both uh walked off their buses in like hawaiian garb uh which was only funny if you realized how cold it was i just thought it was cold i didn't realize it was that cold um but you saw like the the images of like players in their beards being frozen so i mean i think it's cool to have that that visual and that optic for the nhl but i'm sure the players probably weren't super excited about playing in negative eight degree temperatures yeah but you can't take it back from them go ahead jim any comments on the winter classic I think it was kind of silly to do it in that kind of weather, but good for them. Warriors. Hockey's hardcore. Yeah. Keeping with hockey, we have, I can't say this name. Logan Malou. Malou. I know. I got Logan, and I can't tell if it's like Malou or Malou. Malou. There we go. Malou. I didn't want to mess it up. Malou sounds like Merlot. Oh, yeah. Logan Malou. He was a recent number one draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens and is currently playing in the Ontarian in Ontario, not Ontarian, Ontario Hockey League. He was reinstated last Saturday after having been suspended indefinitely on September 2nd. He was fined by Swedish authorities from a November 2020 incident where he took a photo of himself and a woman having coitus and then sharing the photo with his teammates and others. The league says they're satisfied with his progress and future commitment to the player development program. Does this seem like it's enough for the situation, Jim? No, I think the hockey's real bad at this. I think uh, I don't understand why he's. This is like revenge porn, isn't it? Was it, or was the girl like, yeah? I, I'm assuming down? she's no longer in the picture. Yeah, I, like I, I don't it's fine. Why I say in the well, picture? she's in the picture. Like, she's definitely in the picture, <laughs> but no longer part of his life i don't think it's okay i don't like it yeah i don't i don't like this i don't like this either i don't i don't know i mean you don't know i don't know all the details i found this it was like this is just an interesting topic to like have a general discussion on um where it happened i mean swedish authorities he was apparently on like on loan just like happens in soccer where he was loaned out to play for a team so he was in sweden and this happened there um i don't know what the he was like fined he was found guilty of two charges was fined and that was like all that happened from a legal perspective um from the swedish authorities so i'm just uh, yeah i feel like there's got to be more from the nhl on this other than like hey we're going to suspend you for a few months and we're satisfied with your development within this program we put you on what program do you put on somebody for this like I don't understand what you do. You see like a psychiatrist, you have some discussions like, Hey, don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. Like don't do these things. This is not cool. Um, I don't know what program you need to be put on unless there's a bigger issue at hand that maybe there's more things that aren't known to the public. Fair. Fair. And I feel like there is, I feel like there's always, I'm not obviously at all condoning the situation, but 
you know, he was a recent number one draft pick. How old is he? I know you F up, but does, is he genuinely, like, we don't know. How is he behaving? Is he genuinely, like, seem remorseful? Has he made big strides to better himself as a person? I don't think we know enough to tear him down yet. But also yet. shame on him. Yet. Yet. We also know shame on him. All right. Shoheen Otani named the AP Male Athlete of 2021 and Candace Parker named Female Athlete of 2021. Others we think could have won these awards, either of you? No, I think this is great. I think this is who should have won. I like Not it. If you want to argue that? Uh, Shohei, it's cool. I mean, was he... Shohei's cool. Candace is also obviously an obvious pick for me as far as that. Um, I don't know if there, I can't think of any other female athletes. Um, was it, I gotta think of who won last year. I've got to believe it was one of the women's soccer players from the U S yeah, probably. That, that's my guess. Cause it's usually American sports is where you see this. Mm-hmm. You, you may see a soccer player every once in a while, like somebody like a Ronaldo or maybe David Beckham did at one point um, for women. I don't, I don't know enough about, I mean, you know, you got the ACE stuff coming about Candace Parker. They were highlighting her um, in a lot. I don't know. The only other person I can think of from the women's sports perspective, WNBA Sue Bird. But again, I don't know what she did this year compared to Candace Parker. And this is strictly on the court. Um, so Diana Tarazi, I don't know. I don't know what all goes into the, I don't know what all goes into selecting this. So um, male athletes, I'm sure you could toss a whole bunch of names out there. I'm sure LeBron James is put out there because it's LeBron James. Um, but Shohei Otani seems fitting. The last topic we have on quick thoughts. Becky Hammond, current Spurs assistant, finalizing deal to become the highest paid WNBA coach and GM. Is this a bigger loss for the NBA or a bigger gain for the WNBA? Muff? Um, I'm going to say this is a larger gain for the WNBA, and I think the NBA is losing out on an opportunity to advance women within their sport, at least in the coaching realm, um, by this happening. Because once... Becky Hammond gets to the WNBA. I don't think she's going to leave the WNBA because I think she's going to become that poster person for coaching and management within the WNBA now and moving forward. I agree completely. hundred percent. I like it. Well, guys, I think we had some good topics this week on quick thoughts. I'll let you guys take it from here. All right. Thank you for listening to another wonderful edition of sports stuff with jim and muff as a reminder you can follow us on instagram twitter at sports jim muff you can follow us on facebook like follow at sports stuff w forward slash jim ambersand muff um you can also listen to all of the episodes not just the main episode that comes out on tuesdays but also the betting episodes which will be wrapping up shortly with the nfl season as a reminder we have a special guest here in a couple weeks in the betting episode we will be hoping to welcome more people not just the betting episode, but across all of these episodes. Reminder, get in Spotify, get in Apple Podcasts, get wherever you listen to this. Follow, rate, review, share it with friends. Because as always, we want to everybody to tell a friend, make a friend, be, be a, a friend. friend.